0: Two, three, four. I'm
1: Shayla. And I'm
2: Logan. Welcome to Vinyl.
0: Hello, Vinyl listeners. Welcome to another week of Vinyl. We have such a fun episode planned for you today and such a special guest. Logan, please do the honors of introducing.
1: We have one of my great friends, One of my favorite people, really. The incredible Cole Elder. Woo, Cole! Hi, guys. What's up? And Cole's very dedicated. He is on vacation right now and packed a microphone so that he could record this podcast episode with us
2: today. So (laughs) we're very grateful for that. Uh, Yeah, I'm very excited to be here. And no airplane is going to stop me from being on this podcast.
0: Oh, my gosh. Cole, we love you. I love you. I don't even know you. And I'm saying I love you. See, look at this. This is fantastic.
2: I mean, get to, I get to be on the podcast and meet new people. Like it's just a win-win. <laughs> it's Such great. a good time. Yeah, Cole and I met. We
1: um doing theater two years ago. Stayed in contact ever since. And the way this so, like happened, you were
0: in the same show.
1: Yeah, we were in the same show. We were both in Newsies together, um, along with Kate, who was here uh, I don't know a while ago. She was on this podcast too, and Questly yeah. actually. All of us met of course, that way. Yeah, I was so gonna
2: say, yeah, like I we just all congregate around newsies and now we're all still here it's, it's great so
1: it's, it's great it's a good group and then a couple of weeks ago Cole posted on his Instagram story I think like a picture of this album that we're going to talk about and was like should I do a song by song analysis and I just messaged him I was like do you want to come on our podcast where we do that so
0: anyway <laughs> where we do that exact thing yeah Cole, welcome so, to the podcast <laughs> uh,
2: I mean like it's always been a dream to just like talk and rant about all of the things going on in my head so I am so excited to just be able to have a space to just rant about all of like the smallest details I've racked up over the past like four weeks three weeks
0: that the album has been out like <laughs> That's it's, so, it's awesome. so
2: new and I'm so excited to talk about it well
0: cool how about you introduce who we're talking about today
2: yeah so we are talking about the dynamic Ohio duo uh Tyler Joseph and Josh Dunn um, they created 21 Pilots who uh, got licensed by Fueled by Ramen back in uh, 2012, I think it was. And they have made, this is their sixth uh, album that they've created uh, called Scaled and Icy uh, that they created during the pandemic. It has 11 songs in it. Uh, It's about 40 minutes. It's one of the shortest albums that they've actually ever done. It kind of just captures the happy, upbeat essence of what has been lacking this past year because of quarantine and COVID and all of just the canceled stuff. This album was kind of just the happy, upbeat, let's forget about all the bad times and just vibe out to some great music. So it takes a much happier twist from Trench, their last album. Okay, as
1: far as I am aware, isn't 21 Pilots' biggest song stressed out? Isn't that their most popular
2: one? Yeah, so they kind of blew up with Blurryface. Uh, they got licensed and their first album after they got licensed was Vessel, which was good, Um, one of my favorite by far, but they really just blew up with Blurryface because it took on more of the pop vibe that was going on at the time. And so, Stressed Out uh, just kind of blew up and it got them a ton of recognition uh, that brought a ton of fans to the album. And Blurry Face, uh, where Stressed Out comes from, is the first album within their um, kind of musical storyline, their lore, if you will, to their songs That's um, the beginning point. And Scaled, in, uh, so it is, encompa- it, it is encompassed blurry face into trench and now we're into scaled and icy in their like musical story arc that they've created with their music following the tales of dima wow. that's so cool so
1: there will be more albums i'm guessing in this like progression this storyline kind of
2: yeah right so they've talked about in interviews how um this next album will kind of be the final bring the entire story together as its final pressing point which is supposed to come out it teased sometime uh, next year. They're actually not going to have a very big gap in between these because they're not touring with Scaled and Icy. So they immediately just finished Scaled and Icy and started working on the next album. So we're getting another album from them very, very soon, which is actually uh, really exciting.
0: That's so exciting. So tell us about something you mentioned, Tales of Dima. Can you go into that? Yeah,
2: yeah, of course. Um, so kind of the storyline that 21 Pilots has created revolves around this character named Clancy, And Clancy lives in the city of Dima, and Dima is controlled by nine bishops, um, which are over the area. And each of the nine bishops inside of the story um, each control a little portion of the city and um, is over the um, it's uh, essentially just like a dictatorship where the nine of them share this kind of leadership um, underneath kind of the head bishop, which is Nico. And um, it this story arc follows Clancy on his journey to get out of Dima and escape Dima. Uh, the entire story also has an incomplete metaphorical sense um, in which all of the nine bishops represent um, symptoms of depression and anxiety, and how um, it has that entire flipped story of being a mind uh, of. Dealing with mental health and uh, and that mindscape um, of how you can just see the actual literal story going on um, as like the metaphorical story about mental health and religion and all of that gets woven in there. It's been Tyler Joseph's way of you know sorting out his own feelings, kind of projecting his feelings into a space that he can feel heard while also speaking of this story. Uh, you have an entire massive like journals written by this fake character um, and artwork that is hidden within source codes and all of this. It's been this honest. Online massive scavenger hunt to put together this story because you just get you just get bits and pieces you get nothing from the actual artists um, they 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 just put stuff on websites they put stuff in source code they um, include hidden things in art um, and it's just so cool to just see an entire community of people come together trying to figure out this story and what it means and it's. Uh, connection. So Scaled and Icy has been the newest addition to this overarching story um, that's being created. The setting of this story is kind of uh, Clancy in trench ran away from Dima. And uh, in Scaled and Icy, he's been recaptured by the bishops. And um, this entire album is almost propaganda written by the bishops of Dima as he's been recaptured and he's being tortured, and all of this to create this music for the bishops.
0: I am blown away right now. <laughs> Literally, that is so cool.
1: If I had known yeah. that when I first listened to this, I, I would have probably appreciated it a lot more. so I'm, Same. I'm gonna have I to was listen like, to all of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I was like, well, the songs are so much cooler now when you add all of that aspect to it. That's so cool. Right.
2: Right. And the way that they can make stories for, they can make songs for casual listeners and then they make songs for the people that have been here for years, just like pouring over the stories and how both of, these types of people can enjoy the music um, really is a testament to how creative and how um, unique of a songwriter Tyler Joseph truly is.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm literally amazed right now. That is so cool.
1: one One thing I noticed just like listening through this album is it feels really intellectually engaging. Like, they're not necessarily easy songs to listen to, not in a bad way. It's just there's so much there. And I'm like, it's going to take me years to process all of this. And I that makes so much sense that they're in this context of something so much larger that just is mind blowing to me.
2: I will admit the Internet um, has given uh, Tyler Joseph a lot of backlash for this album because it's been such a hard, complicated album to wrap your head around you have songs ranging from like saturday which people were making fun of for being like every single like cole's commercial that you can fit inside of this song to like songs like Redecorate and No Chances, both of them having very complex ideas and very complex like songwriting niches. They've experienced a lot of backlash for honestly not being the best album for a new listener to come up and be like, oh, yeah, I can completely understand what's going on in this story. Very rivaling of like Olivia Rodrigo, where you can pick up her songs and be like, okay, I kind of know what this song's about. I know what this song's about. I know what this song's about to coming to 21 Pilots and being like, what in the world is this song trying to talk about? And it's it's fun to di- like come at it from a complicated and f- try to figure it out standpoint. That makes sense. I
1: mean the music is very well written, but it's more complicated than a lot of pop music is, which is both really satisfying and also just interesting. Like as I was listening, there's just a a, a lot going on, which yeah again it's fun, but I'm gonna have to listen to this a lot to like even start <laughs> to get the full extent of what's going on in this album.
0: Seriously, right. like after listening to um Cole go off on that whole thing I feel like I need to like regroup like <laughs> in like a day and redo all of my top five because now they all seem so <laughs> surface level
1: I know I need to like <laughs> and start back at the first album of the three and just like be like oh okay okay I'm gonna be reading some like fan theories from 21 pilots online for the
2: next three weeks so' <laughs> <laughs> just like then.
0: casually doing that during the podcast <laughs> <laughs>
2: I forget sometimes that like not everyone on the planet is like oh you've heard of Twenty One Pilots and the insane lore that goes behind it and they're like oh yeah that's a cool band and I'm like oh right I forget I'm I'm the only one here that's obsessed with this but it
1: makes it really fun as a listener right like it makes the experience that much more enjoyable for you so yeah well why don't we dive so cool. into the music here jump into some songs um so like we did on our last episode we each made a top five of songs from the album so what is your number five
2: uh my number five has to be um the outside i i think of it as like the perfect vibe song it's just a laid-back song it's just a song that you can kind of put your brain on autopilot and just like let yourself be in the song and it's and there i don't i don't know of a lot of songs like that a lot of songs create try to create a lot of emotional depth and stuff and you get very sucked in listening to it and this song sucks you in but then lets you just like ride it and just not and 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 just like let yourself, you know, you find yourself going bouncing your head with the lyrics just up and down, they're nodding. And just it's it's a complete five song. I've loved it.
1: Yeah. yeah. It Kate, okay, it does one of my favorite things musically that happens, and this is in very few pop songs. So it has like one little motif that begins in a synthesizer, and it makes you think that the rhythm's going to do one thing, but then like the percussion comes in and it's not what you expect. It's like, oh yeah. the rhythm that I thought was happening this whole time is actually like off half a beat or something I can't remember exactly what it is and I just love when that happens like the only other song I can think of that really does that is um Adele's Sweetest Devotion and it's like throws you off as a listener in the best way where it's like oh that was surprising but it hooks you and keeps you going so that's one of my favorite things about this one.
0: I was gonna say I really like this song because I feel like the beginning is very different from a lot of the other songs in the album and that's probably why like what you were saying Cole earlier makes so much more sense to me now of why I was like, this album to me sounds like 21 pilots is kind of creating this new sound from what I've heard before. And then there's some songs, of course, that it's like, Oh, it sounds like, you know, the old 21 pilots, but obviously if it's in a new, you know, little era of this lore and the story that makes total sense. I really love the rap section. And I also really love all the metaphors that Tyler uses in this song. Uh,
2: I, I I love that he keeps doing new things like you, you would think after so long of writing music that he would just kind of like go back and revisit old textures, but he just keeps expanding his genres and his style and all of that. And um, I've loved like looking at all of the uh, things online that are trying to say like, what genre is 21 Pilots? And everyone's like, we don't know either (laughs) because they just keep (laughs) coming out with new, exciting music that just breaks the, the mold of what you try to put uh, tonal pilots into yeah yeah
1: well so on that note actually my number five song I had three songs that were all pretty much tied for number five but the one that I decided was a little bit better was never take it um, and it's because this song is written so well in a rock style which like the rest of the song isn't really but this uses like rock type of music so the flat seven chord this punk rock thing there's this ooh in the background that's kind of Beatles like And so it's different from the album in that sense. And there's a couple like lyrical lines that I think are really catchy that made this song really like hook me. I love the weaponize you and I that just gets stuck in my head. So never take it. It's just a little bit different than everything else. Like you said, they're experimenting with a lot of different genres and textures. And I think that makes the album and songs like this really fun because of that.
2: I agree. I, I, love the, I absolutely adore the lyrics that they use in Never Take It. Just like you said, they're trying to weaponize you and I. Another line that really stuck uh, stuck out to me is, you better educate yourself, but never too much. I don't know the musical term for it, but uh, the the final uh, different part of the bridge where they um, use the same melody, uh, but for different words, uh, they say they profit from a great divide. Um, and I, I've loved the idea, like the lyrical idea of this is almost... Twenty one pilots take on like the political uprest that's been caused because of the election um that they both both sides will profit from the divide that they cause politically and just like this is kind of Twenty One pilots take on um kind of what's been going on and i've loved to view it from that angle
0: that's really cool i really love the sound of this one and kind of like you were alluding to cole i think just like another one of the underlying messages here of the song is just to make sure that You know, we remember not to believe everything we see in the media or take like take heed to expectations that are placed there because often, you know, it's not real or there's you know, lies behind everything that's being said.
1: Sheila, what's your five?
0: Okay. I literally had the hardest time. And like I said, now that I'm like looking back at my top five, I'm like a freak. I need to like (laughs) basically redo all of these now that I know the backstory. But for the number five, I put formidable. Um, and I think like i mentioned i think this album really just shows 21 pilots kind of creating this new sound which again like i said because of the lore that makes complete sense and you know that's just what i think at the beginning of the song especially i love the first verse where he says i know that we just met but could you take me everywhere you've ever been and i was like oh my gosh i relate to that so hard like when you first meet someone or you have that instant connection, whether that's like a friendship or in a romantic sense, like whatever it is, it's just powerful. And it's been said about this song that this is presumably a letter from Tyler to Josh about their friendship and being 21 pilots.
2: Yeah. um, I, this, this song is like the perfect, like wholesome song of just like describing a friendship i love the way that you uh that you described it um this is actually my number four formidable is my number four on this album that um is just perfect and i i love just like my i think my favorite line from this song just has to be um i want to see it all no surprises of just like i i just want to be there with someone through thick and thin and just like i love the great energy that this song gives off
0: yeah Yeah. 100 percent
1: Okay, okay, I'm looking at my notes right now and I, I did something weird. I don't really know what's happening here because based on like my objective number rankings, this one was number four, but then it like wasn't in my top five list. So I don't know if I missed it somewhere. I don't really know what happened, but I really liked this one too. Apparently just somehow forgot about it for a second. A couple of things I like about this song. There's this guitar part in between different sections of the song that gives you a slight reprieve from like the stream of lyrics that's pretty steady in this one. And then the lyrics end with the phrase, just let me know. And it repeats that a couple of times. Then the music ends on the five chord, which is like the open chord, which is completely unresolved. And so it's like, there's no answer yet to this question, this dilemma, which now this makes, again, so much more sense in the context of the story that's happening, that this is something that's ongoing.
2: I, I also think in the context of like friendship, that it's the open chord is like the idea of this friendship hasn't ended yet. That like this, this journey is not over. I love how that song ends. I love that
0: open chord. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that formidable is, was such a good word choice. And I think something that Tyler probably picked very specifically, because like thinking about the definition of formidable, like, so I looked it up because I was like, wait, I know, like, I get the gist of what it is, but the definition of formidable is inspiring fear or respect through being impressively large, powerful, intense, or capable. And so I think that just like the lyrics, especially in the chorus, like the first thing the entire song, like that he says, is, You are formidable to me. And, like, that is so powerful, just that word. And so I think that it's just very purposeful.
1: I agree with that. Now Again, now that I'm looking at my rankings, I ranked these kind of in a like, which songs are catchy as a casual, li- casual listener, what would I come back to? And now I feel like this is wrong based on like the story and the context. I think I would have ranked these completely differently. So take everything Same. I say right now with a grain
2: of salt. <laughs> I think the album should be able to be enjoyed both ways. And I don't, I don't think like you have to necessarily change your perspective on the like opinion on the album just because of like the story. I think both because like there will be both people there will be the ranking of, you know, individual, like casual listeners and there will be the ranking of like those Tone pilot followers that I think a lot of people that, you know, are going to be listening to this will p- fall more on the casual listener side and just like want to know what, what songs to come back to like this. I don't, I fully don't expect to convert every single person to come look at the mountains and mountains of articles and journals that I've read about this. Um, I, I think that this album also deserves to be um, captured in its uh, first listener vibe and just like get people to get hooked on that album and through that process slowly integrate them into the fandom and then get them to read all of the journals you know <laughs> <laughs>
0: there we go so, like it's a process people <laughs>
1: <laughs> so on that note my number four is choker but I think if I were thinking in the realm of the story this would probably be number two or number one There's just, there's so much contrast in this song. Like the instrumentation is constantly shifting. They do such a good job with that, different textures, different instruments, and the tempos are changing, but like the actual driving tempo doesn't change, but they have different layers, like percussion that sometimes makes it feel like it's moving intensely, and other times it feels like it's really laid back. And so I think that says a lot about the person in the story, maybe not quite having this complete sense of their individuality. So this I think this is probably the most complex song on the album. And it's just like there's a lot to listen to and dig for in this one.
2: I definitely agree. And I love um, this album. Sorry, this song was one of the only songs to give almost like a direct throwback to their old styles. Um, The very last uh, verse of the song with the rap section of that one is a direct throwback to their self-titled of just like those casual, like slow, speakeasy vibes and almost like a rhythmic poetic kind of way. Um, It was very fun to listen to. It gave me a little bit of nostalgia while I was listening to this song. I, I too really enjoy this song.
0: Yeah, I felt like, especially after listening, so this is the second song on the album, and I feel like especially listening to it right after Good Day, which is the first song on the album, the vibe is totally different. And like you said, Cole, it, uh, it kind of goes back to that, you know, first era 21 pilot vibes. It really reminded me a lot of their song Addict with a Pen. Um, just all the things, like, like you mentioned. This song, I I think, is interesting lyrically because Tyler talks about... Um, you know, not being there for people in his life due to choking, you know, quote unquote on his fears. Um, and then Tyler has said that he also has a basketball background. And so when people refer to like not being successful in a circumstance where there's lots of pressure, it's referred to as like choking, right? You choke in that situation. So I think he's really just referring to not being successful in hard situations with people that he loves, but wishing he could as he looks back.
1: I definitely didn't think of it that way. So that's That's great. Love that, Sheila. (laughs) I
0: don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm on. Of what i'm saying but cole's probably like actually it means something totally different no, no i no,
2: you're <laughs> completely right no uh i i love like that that um he used the choker as a metaphor uh, honestly when all of like the song names got teased before the album got released i saw choker and immediately went to like the the clothing choker and i was like is this about to be some like weird email song about like clothing? <laughs> and then it came out and i was like this is not what i was expecting to listen to i love what he does here with the idea of choker and you know like when you choke in that situation um, and then actual physical choking and then having like um, background lyrics of only smoking secondhand um, and like tying those two ideas together and like knitting them together in just this beautiful metaphorical sense.
0: So my number four, I was like, can I, can I tie, can I have a number four tie? Because I really love redecorate, love it. And I also really love no chances. So I was, Uh, I don't know which I would actually pick, but I love them both. Um, And so I'll just go a little bit into No Chances. So I feel like the heavy bass and the synth are very 21 Pilots in this song. I really, really like the low choir sound of voices that just gives the music a very intense feel it kind of reminds me of something that you'd learn about in music history which is called Gregorian chant Uh, basically that's like the beginning of time singing experience in like a choir type of setting Um, and Tyler has said that these chants were actually inspired by crowds at stadiums which makes total sense and then some of the synth that they add with those chants even makes it sound like there's a crowd cheering behind the chanting so I thought that was pretty cool Um, and then with redecorate the song It's so good. I feel like it's kind of heavy, but it's also very touching. Um, And on Genius Lyrics, I was just kind of like looking into this. And basically what Genius says was it tells a story of three people and the thoughts that go through their heads before they die as they worry about the impact that this will have on their families. And these worries are symbolized by the future purpose of their bedrooms. And as the characters will not be using them anymore, they feel the urge to kind of like tie up the loose ends before they leave. And just, it's something that can be applied to both personal belongings and emotional unfinished business. So I think that this song is just so deep and so impactful.
2: Ooh, there, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, You, you still, you still like no chances redecorate are both like up on my list. And I was so excited Um, (laughs) and I'll, I'll bring them, I'll bring them back down here so we can talk about them because redecorate is actually um, my number one spoiler alert. Um, I, I adore redecorate. Tyler Joseph talks about how he was actually inspired by one of his friends, their, um, their son tragically passed away early in their life and they had his room that they didn't even think about until after the funeral and realized he has this room that we don't know what to do with Um, and that entire conversation of do you leave that room exactly as you found it do you repurpose the room do you redecorate in a sense and like what does that constitute with moving on from that grief or loss of a person Um, this song is I, I get probably the deepest and just like most heart-wrenching song on this album for, uh, for me, at least. It gives me very much uh, neon gravestone vibes from Trench. And I love how 21 Pilots toys with this idea of death. If you go look at the lyric video, which is on YouTube, it is written in the form of a suicide letter, of the art style is reminiscent of uh, handwriting. And then there are many phrases that are crossed out, many things that are crossed out. It's like a goodbye letter, a suicide letter. What, what do you do with the room after someone's died, especially someone young, especially a child? comparing that to the metaphorical sense of you know like what what do you do with your legacy like what do you, what do you, what do you do with what is in front of you when when you die do you are you forgotten are you gone or or is what you have taken and given new life repurposed redecorated i think you can compare that to a songwriting standpoint of when i die what's going to happen with my music are people still going to listen are people still going to use it and sample it and all of that or is my music just going to die out there's so many ways you can spin this idea. And I could go on and on. I adore this song.
0: Oh, that was amazing. You should definitely elaborate more if you have more thoughts when you, we get to our number ones, because that was awesome. Yeah,
1: I just, I'm really excited to listen to this album again. That's all. I've learned so much just being here. So I definitely did <laughs> not get like, the full extent of these the first time. Because I, I just, I don't know, I was probably tired when I listened to these. It was late at night. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I got anywhere near to any of this. But... <laughs> a couple cool musical things that happen in this, these songs while we're here Uh, of no chances in my mind, it feels like it's like a techno video game. That's the sound I get at first, but then there's another major shift, which again, they do a lot in these songs where all of a sudden it sounds a little bit country. You have a steel guitar happening in the background, which is like so opposite the video game. So that's just a cool little sound thing that they're playing with on that one. And I'd be curious to see how that fits with the lyrics and then in redecorate. Okay. So also these two songs are kind of like one song. There's no pause between them. And redecorate has these interesting percussion sounds that I'm really not sure what they are like. It almost sounds like sandpaper and there's something else. So there's really cool instrumental music things happening in both of these
2: that I noticed. Yeah. A little bit about no chances. I love I love that contrast that you talk about. where almost the Gregorian chants and um, the boomingness of the chorus um, is is that stadium feel as it comes down into the softer, more country part of, of, uh, I almost imagine it of like in the mind of a person on that field, giving them that like silent, you know, in sports where the entire stadium just goes silent and like, it's just you and like the blood pumping in your heart in this like soft still moment of kind of, that gives me the vibes of the contrast that you can see in this song. Um, And Storyline-wise, while we're here in No Chances, uh, it's almost uh, the chanting um, is very reminiscent of the bishops uh, saying, we come for you, no chances of that, there's no escape from this world. There's no escape from this city. Um, Whereas the soft-spoken part is more the idea of the rebels, very much brought up in Trench, that uh, the banditos are this group of, that have gotten away from Trench and that they're inviting uh, Clancy to come in to their camps. Uh, Just like in the song, they say that we want you home in one piece now. Um, in in the more quiet, uh, so, uh, soft country section of, uh, like the banditos, the rebels inviting him back. Like, we want you home in one piece now. You gotta get, you gotta get out of there. Contrasting with the big booming of the bishops, we come for you. No chances. Um, so I love how you can take it from like a listener perspective to like a sports perspective to a storyline perspective. There's so much depth.
0: Yeah, that's literally so cool. So in this land of Dima. Is there like a dragon? Is that why it's called Scaled and Icy? Because in my mind, I'm like, so wait, is Clancy like battling a dragon right now? And the bishops are just like chanting and watching or like, what do you think, <laughs> Cole? I'm like invested now.
2: Yeah, so the uh, the dragon's name is Trash the Dragon. Um, and he's like completely new to the soundscape. The only reference that like we've tried to piece together in the previous albums was in Levitate um, in the Trench album where um, he says, I learned how to levitate. And ever since the seventh grade, I've learned to fire breathe." is we've kind of thought okay that could potentially be trash um uh but this tyler joseph talked a lot about how he had this little dragon figurine um during the entire production process of it kind of was this inspiration of just this little dragon that sat on his desk and he talks a lot about how um it was the inspiration to have a massive imagination and have this like new heights that he's reaching with these songs um and i you can kind of directly see how that translates into the album. There's, there's no, there's nothing in the lore that we've seen yet about him actually fighting a dragon. Mm. Uh, I, I think he's just, you know, he's here for now. We'll, we'll figure out what to do with him. There's still a lot of debate. Um, but I love uh, the title, scaled and icy, um, this, referring to the dragon, but also um, as is referred to in redecorate. It's uh, also a kind of shortened version of scaled back and isolated, scaled oh. and icy, scaled back and isolated of how this album was created within quarantine, within isolation. It also has like scaled back vibes from, if you're comparing it to Trench. Trench was very dark, very deep, and this is much more lighthearted. And I'll even throw in this fun fact, Um, scaled and icy is an anagram for Clancy is dead. You can rearrange all of the letters in scaled and icy and it will spell Clancy is dead.
0: Oh There's my gosh! I'm literally on here. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> cool. My, my mind so right now is being <laughs> destroyed by all of this. This is awesome. This is like so cool. So we'll just end the podcast now. Let's just
1: end. Yeah, except <laughs> we have
0: more songs <laughs> to talk about. Let's we haven't talk. even got to our number ones yet. Folks. We haven't gotten to our we number kind three. Did. Kind of did. I... Okay, let's go on to our number threes. <laughs>
1: my number three, with
2: no chances, include that in my previous speech.
1: My number three was Mulberry Street. <gasps>
0: same same z's
1: it's fun to listen to it has like a honky tonk kind of piano but in a billy joel kind of way i i love the extreme contrast in this one i talk about that in all of them but like the slowing fading down to just a piano in the bridge type section that's the thing with all of their music it's like not really cut and dry like here's first course bridge it's just like a bunch of sections pieced together and it, it really innovative in this songwriting style this one's just fun i enjoyed it because of that
0: Yeah. So my number three is also Mulberry Street. And the first two chords that are played are literally the exact same piano chords in the song Good Day by Greg Street and um, Nappy Roots, except for the third chord in Mulberry Street is different from Good Day. But when I first heard the song, I was like, it's gonna be a good day, right? Like that's what I was thinking in my mind. Anyways, I just really love the vibes of this song. It's so cool. I love the story behind it. Just just thinking of Tyler and Josh, like walking the streets of New York, walking down Mulberry Street and just soaking it all in. I just, I love that thought.
2: Yeah, I've loved the vibes that this song gives off, like both The Outside and Mulberry Street. These are like my top two vibe songs. If I ever just want to completely just zone out and vibe, I'll go to those two songs. Um, I absolutely adore this song. From a lyric side, I love the idea that is brought up in the second verse. He brings up so many just like unusual ideas in just one line that suddenly you like have to unpack that entire one line before you can just keep moving on in your mind within kind of the second verse, uh, ish of the structure. Um, he says, ain't no sunny skies till you finally realize that everybody relies on synthetic highs. Tyler talking about how these sunny skies are created a lot of the time by synthetic highs, whether it's artificial through devices, technology, whether it's through drugs, alcohol, like society's created such synthetic highs for everyone to enjoy. Yeah.
1: That's so cool. So I think that's all of our threes. Cole, what's your number two?
2: My number two uh, was Never Taken. It. Yeah, it, it's just a perfect song. I love that one.
1: My number <laughs> two is Bounce Man. Again, I think part of my ranking here might've just been my mood today. I was here for these like fun bouncy songs. So one thing, this one, it sounds like there's a ukulele in the instrumentation, which is just really unique compared to the rest of the album. And to show the bounce, it's in like a slow two instead of the faster four that it feels like it could be in. So it feels this like laid back kind of bouncy style. Plus it uses some really unique chord progressions. Like it uses the same kind of big pop chords. You have four one, six five which isn't the normal order of them but then it alters it just a little bit and adds like some secondary chords to that in the repeats so that it, it feels a lot more complicated anyway musical things that are pretty cool here and i just think it's really catchy and easy to listen to so if you're looking for that bounce man's a good one
2: yeah i completely agree um i in 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 the grand ranking of this entire album i adore every single song i'd say um, bounce man is closer to my bottom, purely because out of spite of the fact that the, the the you should bounce 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 man got stuck in my head on repeat, and I could not <laughs> get it out of my head the first day. And I wanted to just think of anything else besides like the repetitive bounce 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 that was used throughout the entire song, and I couldn't. And so when I got it out of my head, I'm like, I can't go back to this song, or it's going to get stuck back in my head. <laughs> Which I guess is a testament to how good the song is, but. I, I love uh, the, the energy created by this song. Um, a little bit about the story uh, with this one. Um, this song talks about one of the characters in the Twin Pilots universe called Ned. Ned is like, if you if you don't know Twin Pilots, Ned is like the little tiny guy with the horns that was introduced in chlorine of just like this, this just this little fun guy. The uh, the fan base has been like, hey, where's Ned? And all of these like new songs that have been created since Trench. And they're like, uh, and this song kind of explains it of like, Ned has kind of run away. Um, The lyrics kind of talk about how, like, you should bounce, man. Um, Come to the house, man. Come back. uh, Running away. Don't make you wrong. Please come back. Uh, I think the other one uh, was in verse one. He says, um, I don't know if you've got your phone, because this went straight to voicemail. My wife saw your face on the nightly news. Oh, boy, what'd you do? Of Just like, hey, you've run away. Come back and like uh, this This song is one of the most like direct lore songs of like the lyrics. You d- there's no metaphor. It's just kind of like it, it an exact like talk of like, yo, come back of just like this is so far our explanation on where this character that was brought up in Trench has gone.
0: That's so cool.
2: Yeah, there's just a lot to think about in all of this. So um
1: I'm gonna go back we
0: and study men. this
2: one day. Sorry, I keep I I keep my brain is just full of these lore tad bits that no. I I have to get out. Oh, well, literally, I, I
0: think it's the coolest thing. I'm like, like fangirling over you so hard right now. I'm <laughs> like he you knows so much.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna well, have to like study this one of these days. So
0: <laughs> I I like Bounce Man because I feel like it sounds like there might kind of be a flute in there somehow. I don't know if it's actually a flute, but it sounded like it. And I was like, nice. That's that's what I like fun, about that. Fun
1: fact, everyone. One of the reasons <laughs> Shayla and I are friends is because we took a flute class together. So Nice.
0: <laughs> Speaking of flutes. Speaking of flutists. Anyways.
1: <laughs> um, Shayla.
0: Okay. So my number two is Saturday. And I like how they just start right away. Boom! Lyrics with the song. The song just seems like really funky to me, and I just I just really like it. I love that this song seems to be just like such a great weekend vibe for hanging out with your best friends and just having a great time together. Which after listening to Cole there's probably definitely an underlying thing that can be related to the lore that I didn't know about. But anyways, I love the song. It just seems like I love songs that are just influencers of weekend fun, and I feel like the song is one of those. My favorite line is "I want to watch Friends with you" because I love Friends. Shout out to Friends. Shout out to the Friends Reunion that just was barely aired on HBO. Anyways, hey. I also, yeah, <laughs> I also really love The Pause. Oh my gosh, this was one of my favorite pause. parts of the whole album. I love The Pause. Um, they have, or like the rest, whatever, um, after might get, right before they say loud in the chorus, right after that little bridge section, it just throws things off and just makes you like, whoa, like it catches you off guard. And you're like, what was that? And just keeps you on your toes. They do it a couple times there after the little bridge section. And it's just, I I love it. I was obsessed with it from the beginning ever since I first listened to that.
2: Oh, completely agree. I love how they introduce the chorus um, without the gap and then just like surprises you with the gap uh, after the bridge of just it. I, I love when songs do that, that they take you on this journey of they'll introduce you something and then they'll just start playing with it in the middle and like you can follow like, that progression. Um, I think that's one of the best song structures where artists that kind of just let the song get repetitive the entire way through. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm here, I'm still here, um, but I've kind of tuned out of the melody a little bit and I'm focused on other things. And when when an artist introduces something new with something old they've created, it does, like you said, keeps you on, keeps you on your toes. And now you're suddenly back listening to the entire thing in your head of just trying to wrap your head back around the song. I when I listened to this song, I was like, Shayla's gonna like this one.
0: Um, <laughs> Woo, you're right.
1: Shout out to the pause again. The pause is incredible. So love that. Um, musically throughout the whole album, but specifically this song, the chords almost never land on like the home chord of the key. So like if you're in D major, it's the D chord, which means that you're basically always carried to something else. And in my mind, that represents like the moving toward the weekend here. Also, this song reminds me. Okay, Cole, you want to know what I'm talking about for like one second. Our friend Lauren. She's been on the podcast a couple of times. She's great. Shout out to Lauren whenever she listens to this, if she does. Um, She has this YouTube video that's called Jesus Loves Pancakes on a Tuesday. (laughs) And... Anyway, Jesus
0: loves pancakes on a Tuesday.
1: Have you listened to that, Shayna?
0: <laughs> I'm literally about to walk out this door and ask her. <laughs> but, I think um, she's in the kitchen. I need to ask. I'll have to ask her about it. <laughs>
1: anyway, it kind of reminds me of that song. So listen to Saturday, look up Jesus loves pancakes on a Tuesday and tell me if they're the same. Because in hilarious. my mind they are. Anyway, that's all I have to say here. So okay, let's let's jump into our number ones, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> Let's the number do it. Ones. Okay. I guess Cole, you already talked about yours a little bit.
2: Yeah. Um. I okay. I I'll, I'll start this off. Um. Yeah. My number one um is redecorate. Um. I've kind of explained the story behind it. I guess I'll um I'll go a little bit into uh the lyrics itself of it. You have like the three characters um that are referenced in here, like you talked about. Um. With the first verse encompassing this guy. Um. Uh, as it says, it's ta- he's taking inventory of his life, uh, tried looking at it from a new perspective flat on his back, but he still heard the directive of this guy trying to take inventory of, of everything that he's had in his life before he dies. Um, and as we contrast that to the second uh, verse with blankets over mirrors, she tends to like it. She's not afraid of her reflection, but of what she might see behind it. Oof, um, so I, it's such powerful. Not going to lie, I just read that again and had another like brain itch of like, I need to go look at what he could possibly mean by not afraid of her reflection, but what she might see behind it, because I just realized I've never thought of that deeply before and that just hit me like I again I'll just go back and just look at stuff and be like oh, this is a new thing for my brain to just latch on to. I, I, I adore the way that he invites these three characters in and how they each share this same space of not knowing what to do with their rooms not um not knowing what to do with this idea of death um and he does such a great job of I think encompassing not only the idea of a loved one passing away um of having to see that and having that grief. Um, but also suicide, of dealing with suicidal thoughts and dealing with what might happen with your belongings, what might happen with your family after if if, if you ever decide to take your own life, and dealing with that idea of suicide, um, which I've I've loved his narrative on. Um, I suicide has had a f- massive impact in my life. With my with I had a friend that um, took his own life uh, about four years ago, and so um, when something talks about suicide like this, I I I get even more emotional with it, um, and it really touches my heart. One of the fun lore bits um, within this song is that if you listen to the beginning of the song, you'll hear a very muffled, um, almost like announcer staticky voice, which says, there was a wonderful structure to the city, and it put my cares to rest. Um, And that directly comes, um, that's a direct quote out of Clancy's journals that um, Tyler Joseph included within this song. This is like the first time it's ever happened in like lore history. Very cool to see. I haven't even taken the time to explore like Clancy's entire narrative with redecorate. I've been so focused on like the other narratives of death and stuff, but like um, I'm sure this also has a place within that story. There's there's so many sides. I said it once, but I'll say it again. I love that they put this much depth into their stories. I there are so other few artists that I feel like I can sit down and just like pick apart their songs for hours on end and still not find a bottom. I I I will say like Twenty One Pilots is very hard to listen to um when you're not actively consuming it when you're not when you're not actively letting it the songs enter your body and then enter your mind they're fun to like sing they're fun to blast and they're so fun to dissect and um that's probably the number one reason why 21 pilots will forever have a special place in my heart and this song is just the epitome of that dissection and that level of depth um, and mental profoundness that i love to see in songs
0: you should drop your microphone right now because that was so cool. Cool. Literally, we should have had you go last. How are we supposed to follow that up?
1: I know. <laughs> that was awesome. My number one is like directly opposite of that. So oops. Because <laughs> my number one is the song that I felt was the easiest to listen to, <laughs> which is Shy Away. Mm-hmm. I just love it. there's this like slight growth in intensity from the verse to the chorus that's just like adding these layers of instruments to this thicker wall. And it sounds like there's several electric guitars throughout. I think this song's really catchy, which it's one of the things that's on my mind right now because I've just been paying attention to that in songwriting in general. So that's part of why this one ranks so high for me. Um, but it also has a really unique chord progression. If this means anything to the people listening, it has a four, two, six, five chord progression, which is like, I haven't heard anywhere else, I don't think. But it works and it's innovative in that way. So anyway, shy away is catchy. And because of that, I enjoyed it. And it was my number one today. We'll see how I feel in a week.
0: Uh, today. Speaking of shy away, this was, this was the lead single of the album, if I'm not wrong. Um, and you know, while I was looking into the song, I found out that it's basically a letter from Tyler to his brother about pursuing a career in the music industry, which I thought was really cool.
2: Yeah. I, I love, um, that the story like behind shy away is that like his brother walked into the student, like recording studio and was like, how do you do music? And Tyler was like, here, come like sit down. I'll write this song and like show you how it works. And like, uh, I love that, like there, there was just this brotherly bond in writing this song. Of just this was Tyler showing his brother how to make music in this song, um, and like that they made this together. And uh, there's actually, if you listen really closely, you'll hear um, uh, a little cry uh, from uh, Tyler Joseph's daughter. Um, inside the song that was just kept because, like, he filmed it at home in his recording studio, and like, um his daughter like let out a cry, and it just like stayed, and he just kept it in there because he loved like the intimacy of like this 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 was a song for his family uh, almost, of just like I've I've loved him, including his wife, uh, you know, in in the phone call in in one of the songs I can't remember the name. Um, oh, I, it's the uh, one where
0: he talks about friends, right? I think it's that I one. I think so.
2: I I think it might be Saturday actually. If like especially like this is his first album since he's had his daughter so it's been cool to also like see how much he's grown as a person because now this is his first album as a father
0: yeah that's way cool so my number one is the first song on the album it's a good day I love the bird chirps and just the other like bug sounds at the beginning because it totally just puts you in this place imagery wise of like a bright summery day that's just a good day you know it's just like one of those solid days I also love the piano part I feel like this has an almost musical theater vibe to it, and I really like that. I also think it's kind of similar to how Elton John wrote and played his music. I feel like the music video just needs to be someone like singing while they're walking down a busy street <laughs> in like some city. Um, and you know, on the surface, it's like a bright, happy song, but the lyrics are pretty somber actually, because you know Tyler Joseph talks about um, now. And this this didn't actually happen. This was an idea in Tyler's head, but he talks about what it would be like to lose his family or like getting sued or just like other really hard things and how, you know, he was like, what would, what would I be feeling in like the first week of something like that happening to me? And he just talked about he would, how he would be just like overly optimistic. And in the song, he's like, no, you like, I really am. I'm fine. It's like a good day. I just, I think the song is great. So that's why I ranked it as number one.
2: Literally I, I, I said the same thing when this song first came on. Um I, I put it on and told my friend that was sitting right next to me. I was like, this literally sounds like the opening to a musical. Are we about to have like 21 Pilots the musical when this song came on? It oh was Oh my gosh,
0: could you imagine? A musical of the lore. Would you be shook, cool?
2: <laughs> I, I would be I would be really shook because <laughs> oh it was I I loved Good Day. Um and I love the duality of, of that lyrics like you talked about of how like he, he almost is just like ignorance is bliss when it comes to that of just like overly optimistic, like toxic optimism mm-hmm. of like not being able, not processing things. And um, it, it it just has that musical theater vibe of like really deep lyrics um, with like really upbeat. And um, I, I adore Good Day too. It was the contrast between Good Day to redecorate just yeah. gives oh. you that like complete you go from like musical theater style to like somber electro pop that's just a testament to itself of how just crazy this album is just in and out
1: yeah one thing about this one there's a couple like sounds at the beginning that give off this more electro vibe but then it like shifts into this like dance down the street pop musical kind of song and so i love that shift it took me by surprise this is another one yeah i just loved this one as well it's really fun to listen to and the form, similar to some of the other songs, moves in ways you don't really expect. Like it's never super clear if you're in a verse, chorus, or bridge. And so I love that these, these songs are all just innovative in that way where they're fun to listen to, but they're also experimental in ways that we don't see most pop artists being brave enough to do. And here we are yet again, everyone. So we've all gone through our top five now. One of our initial ideas in doing that was so that we could like focus on the best songs from each album. And both times we've done this, we've covered like, every song on the album so really what we should do is like a personality test with our listeners like whose music taste are you most (laughs) like so they know which songs (laughs) that they'll relate to because we have between the three of us covered all 11 songs on this album
2: so oh wow there we go there we go (laughs) that's crazy
1: I i think it just shows it's a good one and the different songs relate to different people depending on what you're looking for and listening for and so wherever you are there's something for you here whether you've been listening to 21 pilots like for years and you know all the lore if you're just starting like there's something that will resonate with you
0: yeah i don't have any final thoughts i don't know if anybody else does
2: i yeah. i my 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 brain's empty i've i've ranted <laughs> all my rants i'm it i'm, I'm no like fulfilled. i just
0: i already barfed out all the words that i had to say <laughs>
1: cool thank you this was so informative i learned so much i need like to listen to the album again with all of this in mind because i'm sure i'm gonna think about it so differently so <laughs> thank you thank you so much for coming with us especially on vacation
2: we shout out it to more cole than you know.
0: cole you should teach a class on 21 pilots <laughs>
2: sorry. i i would love to i literally i think when i have a hyper focus i just have a hyper focus and that's probably if you could give me a personality trait it's just hyper focus and when i and when i have something i have something and 21 pilots has been one of the things i've had for so long so i'm more than happy to talk about it and thank you so much for having me on this podcast it's been a joy to talk about it and it's truly wonderful.
0: Well, thank you for coming on. You've been the funnest guest and your fun facts and literally all that, you know, about the lore, (laughs) my brain is still like trying to comprehend. (laughs) It's like, wow, it's literally so cool and so deep and so thoughtful and like everything that they've done is just so purposeful and it's amazing their artistry it's so good
2: yeah they just don't miss a beat anywhere you just can go look somewhere and there's like oh there's just a mountain of (laughs) thoughts and information that goes into this and it's just they don't miss a beat i love them to death it's so cool if you have if if, if anyone has any questions ever on the complexity of this lore just find me on social media (laughs) and i will i will be more than happy to just send you all of the links that i have on everything and just information spout on you this is One of my favorite topics. You might as well just,
0: you might as well just drop your Insta handle, just like right now. Just comment Uh, below your Insta handle. (laughs) Yeah, comment (laughs) below
2: at cold dot Elder underscore. Come follow me, and I will send you everything I know about this if you are interested. Because I I love
0: it.
1: This wow, this was a treat, and we (laughs) have a lot.
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) <laughs>
1: Bye, that was great <laughs> we have a lot to look forward to as well um, next week if all goes according to plan we are doing an episode on AJR woohoo so,
0: but we're so excited for you to listen in with us next week and share with your friends especially because Cole's on share with all of Cole's friends I like all of everyone
1: I don't even have a good outro because I'm just emotionally drained from the journey that this episode was So <laughs> anyway <laughs>
0: We will see you next week, folks. Thanks for joining us on On vinyl.
2: vinyl. Are we about to have like 21 Pilots the musical